0: Welcome to The Shed Podcast. I am your host, Tia Marie Arnold. Thank you for joining me for another episode. And if you are new to the podcast, I just want to welcome you, as I always do. And if you are a returning listener, thanks for joining me again. Well, this uh, week's podcast, I want to talk about guilt And the question that I want to bring to you, and as we kind of talk about this, I hope that it will stir something in you if you are dealing with guilt for you to confront it and tell that thing to leave. Um, So my share, my share and my hearts and my encouragement are all going to kind of blend together um, this week because I don't know, I, I didn't really plan out what this podcast is supposed to be. I just felt this pressing that I needed to talk about guilt and shame. Um, and so the D also for this week, I kind of need to go ahead and you know let y'all know for the listeners who have been with me from the very beginning, shed is share, hearts, encouragement, and dinner. Well, I think it's time for the D to change from dinner. It's been dinner. It's been dessert. It's been dance. And this week is going to be declarations. And I think I'm going to keep it declarations only because I feel like it just flows better with everything else that I'm talking about. I am huge on declaring stuff over my life. I am huge about it. I believe in it. It has gotten me through some very hard seasons. And so I felt... What a great way to end a podcast that is supposed to be helping people get in the right headspace for the week and to encourage them and for them to feel that they're not alone by us sharing me or a guest that I have on the podcast, sharing things that we've experienced, things that we've overcome. Um, So what better way to close it out? with then, then having declarations over our life. Um, I still like to dance though. So if I come across a song that, you know, we need to dance our way into something, we're still gonna do that. But so it's gonna be share, hearts, encouragement, and declarations. If you don't like it, I'm so sorry, but you will. Once you start seeing how these things that you're declaring over your life start coming to pass, yes. Okay, so um, guilt, I want to um, share some of my experiences with guilt and shame. And this probably will be a two-part podcast because I have experienced a lot of guilt in my life. And I am huge on being transparent about the things that I've walked through. And I encourage you to be too, mainly because we are not who we used to be. And I am a firm believer in the Holy Spirit and that He comes and transforms us and makes Him more like Him. And if you believe in that too, then when you hear people share their stories, um, either in person or on podcasts or on TV or wherever they are... um, I feel like we as believers need to always have that in the forefront of our mind that I am not who I used to be. And so if the Holy Spirit can do a work in me, then the Holy Spirit can do a work in that person. And maybe they're not in a place of repentance yet, but if you pray for them, they can be. And even if they may not be on that particular day that you hear the things that they've done, that doesn't mean that they won't be. Listen here, God will get you where he needs you to be because he's done it in my life. Um, So the guilt that I had walked through, um, and I'll start, like I said, it'll be a two-part. The next podcast I'm gonna share Uh, is going to be very, very, very uh, personal. Um, And I just, I kind of, I'm going to do my best to not dive into that part yet. I want to save that for part two. Uh, But part one is about the guilt Um, and shame that I experienced in relationships. And I feel like that was probably the beginning of where guilt started to show its ugly head in my life. Um, I had uh, lived in a way, I was very, you know, growing up, um, I was, I didn't do much, (laughs) you know, I really didn't do much. Um, And so when I got into, college. I mean, I dated, like I had boyfriends and stuff when I was young and man, psh, I wish I didn't, but I did. in those little nonsense relationships or whatever, they were, like I say, nonsense and them boys was knuckleheads and everything like that. Um, but as I got older and I got into college and I started getting into, um, well, the first college that I had went to, um, I partied. I partied a lot. I, for some reason, and in, in somewhere in my mind, I guess it was like, "Ooh, freedom! Let me go out and crazy." And I did go out and crazy. Um, and so, with me partying, I met you know guys, and I got into relationships that were just unhealthy. Um, and I guess with that, I started to, um, and, and that's the part, This so this is that season, the party season, and yeah, that part of my life, we're going to talk about that at part two. We're going to kind of skip. We're going to backtrack that next time. We're going to skip over that right now. Um, but once I got saved and I got into a, a relationship that was actually headed towards marriage, And I really loved this guy. I really wanted to be in, you know, with him for the rest of my life. And this guy like led me to Christ. And so it was this, all these, um, these true emotions and just, it was a newness, you know, like I'm new in Christ and I'm I'm seeing new way of having relationship and all this stuff like that and i started having dreams that and and that's how god talks to me he talks to me through dreams and i and i started having dreams that something wasn't right and the dreams weren't like 100% clear but i also have that gift of interpretation so from from the way that i was interpreting the dreams it was like he's not in love with you um and so i well you know i had a the day that I had that particular dream, I had woke up and I had confronted him about that. And it was true. Uh, It was a few months before I was supposed to go down the aisle. We had to call the wedding off. It broke my heart. And what came behind that, I was not expecting. It was a floodgate of guilt and shame. Okay, okay. Ladies, think about this. You've never been married before. This is leading up into your big day. You have your dress. You have the bridesmaids' dresses. You have the hotel. People are getting flights, all this stuff. And he calls it quits. Not call it off, calls it quits. Pretty much admits to you that he's not in love with you. And, you know, he's sorry and just you know, that's it. No, no other explanation, none whatsoever. I was not prepared for that. Um, and I started feeling guilty. I started feeling not only feeling guilt, but I also started feeling very shameful because I I immediately thought, and, and I thank God, I thank God now that My relationship with God was not tied in with this relationship. Even though he led me to Christ, I found God for myself. And hear me. I'm going to take a left turn for a second. Do not, do not, men, women, boys, girls, teenagers, Everybody, don't get in a relationship with God based off of a human relationship. Because if your relationship with God is based on a human relationship, it's not going to go very far. You have to know God for yourself and your relationship with God has to be solely because he drew you and you love him and you worship him. And no matter what comes your way and what storms happen in your life, it's not going to wreck Damage, sway, push you off, shake, whatever, that relationship that you have with God. And so I thank God that I desperately wanted to cling to him more than anything. And because I was not expecting this storm to come and it came, it came, it came. Um, But I, at the same time, started to feel like, what's wrong with me? why would somebody do this to me um and even though my relationship with god didn't shake my confidence in uh my confidence in who i was in god did start to shake um i questioned if i hear god right i questioned um i never questioned if god loved me but it it made it did start to make me wonder if I was, if something was wrong, you know, if I wasn't good enough. And, um, and it started to beat up my self-esteem very badly because like I said, I really was, uh, invested in this relationship. Looking back now, um, you know, I, I don't think I was like putting him above God, but, what I was doing is putting my agenda above God's. I was doing that. And I didn't realize that at the time. Um, so that that was the big, like, uh, besides what I said I will talk about in part two, that was a big moment in my life, one of the biggest moments of my life, that I felt such guilt and such shame. And I started to, it. it planted this seed of severe insecurity, in me that became that really took serious root and lingered on my life for many, 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 many years. Um and and so you have to be very careful with that. Um when you're in a relationship and things don't go right because you will naturally try to find what's wrong with me what did I do wrong? Why am I going through this? And it's very easy. Those questions and those thoughts that you start to have can turn into a spirit of guilt and shame that will attach itself to you. And it will show its ugly head in other areas of your life that don't have nothing to do with that relationship. Um, And that's what it did. That's what it did. Um, As that relationship um, started to well, it just fell, it fell apart. I also fell apart. I had to, um, had to start going to counseling because not only did the guilt and shame rush in, but then anger rushed in and I didn't know what to do with those feelings. I didn't know what to do with myself. And I was so, um, Um, I was embarrassed because we carried this relationship, you know, in school and then out of school. And so people knew that we were together. And, and I will have to say, like, looking back on that, I, I think I was just so maybe, you know, I don't know, guys, maybe I did put it above where I should have., um, I think because of excitement. It wasn't because, like I wanted to like elevate this relationship above anything else in my life. I was so excited because I was that young girl who had dreams of getting married and who, wanted to invest herself into a relationship for life and all that stuff. So it was, it wasn't that I was trying to make him higher than anything else. It was that I was just so excited about it. And so when it all fell apart, when it all just like crumbled in you know, I'm thinking like, how stupid did I look? And how stupid do I look now? And how many years I invested into this? And, you know, what is wrong with me? And, and God, maybe God was trying to tell me and I just wasn't listening. And it put me in this hole um that was so hard to get out of. Um, I had finally uh, moved on from that. I went through counseling. The anger kind of went away and we, we became friends. We became friends for a little bit. We, we're not, we're not there now, but we became friends. And then I got hurt again because he ended up getting into a relationship that he ended up marrying the girl for. And I got hurt a can. And the enemy's like, now you're stupid. Now you really should feel ashamed. Like now you really should feel guilty because you did, you see how you see what you did. You see how you made yourself look stupid. Like all this condemnation that just fell upon me. Um, And I did not understand why it looked like his life was just so great. And my life was just, I mean, my my life wasn't bad, but, you know, in comparison, comparison kills. Okay. We know that. Thank you, Jonathan McReynolds. Um, But it, comparison can steal your joy and it can make you totally just miss what God is doing in your life. And that's where I was. I mean, it was like, he's getting blessed and he's getting a house and he's getting a car and he's getting married and he's blah blah, 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 And I'm just like struggling and trying and what is wrong with me and how could this happen to me? And now, now it started to turn into God is on his side, but not on my side, man, dangerous trap to get into dangerous, dangerous trap. Um, so then i move along and meet this other guy who is a pastor and he is on his way to becoming very popular and just, I mean, like a who's of the who's and all that stuff. So we're like, we're friends slash dating slash, I know he has other chicks on the side slash, I don't know what it was, but anyway, um, but, there was that talk of you're my wife. And, you know, he put his, he had like this ring on his finger that he used to wear and put it on mine. It was like, I just want to see like what your size is. Now, you know, that big old ring can't fit my little finger, but anyway. um, And so it was like all that talk. And so what happened was I did not deal with the guilt and the shame that I had from relationship A, I was still carrying that. So then when relationship B came, it was like stuffed, you know what I mean? And so I'm all like, well, this guy is like way better than the one I was about to marry anyway. And this guy going to put that other guy to shame. And, you know, so I'm like, not, even though I went to counseling, I still did not deal. I mean, she helped me deal with the anger of it all, but I didn't really get a chance to get to the root of the guilt and the shame that I was dealing with. And so I was using this relationship B to kind of cover up relationship A and to like find my joy in that and find my worth in that and, you know, all the other stuff. And it was kind of just making the whole, well... Guilt and shame go away because it's like, well, l- listen, if a guy on this particular level wants you, boo, you must really have it together. Okay, side note, listen here. You don't need nobody to validate you and to make you feel valuable. Okay, let's go ahead and make that very clear. But at that time, I was young and dumb and I did not know that. Um, and because of his status, and because of how successful he was and how successful I knew he was going to be, it just kind of, it. yes, it validated me at that moment. It made me feel like I don't need to feel guilt or shame anymore because a man like this wants me. OK, you know, and I didn't like literally say that. But that was like if I if if the voice back, if I had a voice back then that could talk right now, that's what she would say. Like, oh, well, you know, you got it together because he wants you, girl. You know, you got this and all that. So, but that relationship, because I was already broken and dealing with that spirit of guilt and shame that was still lingering. It was lingering. I didn't know it at the time, but it was, um, this guy kind of was like, like I said, I think he had side pieces, you know? And so I wasn't the only, cause we will see each other at work and we will see each other at church and, you know, um. And I would get the attention in the moment, but then you wouldn't hear from him. And then all of a sudden he sees you again. And then it's like, you get his attention again. And I knew that wasn't right. I knew something about that wasn't right, but because I was still broken, I dealt with it. And because I didn't want to feel the guilt and shame from my past, I dealt with it. Wrong move, for real. Um, But I did, I dealt with it. And... um, Then I had to have a serious, so everything was kind of light and fluffy and just whatever. But then we had to have a serious conversation and he like went off on me uh, because I questioned him about something and I literally just questioned him and he stopped talking to me. So y'all know what happened because I already had guilt and shame and I already felt insignificant and undervalued from my fiance leaving me. Now, this guy who had status and who had success and who traveled to speak here and there and did this conference and that conference, now he don't want to have nothing to do with me. It piled on more guilt and more shame. And the guilt that I felt from that was, should I have not said anything? Should I not have questioned him? Like, what is, why, why do I just run people away? What is wrong with me? And then the shame of like, now I can't even, like if I ever see him again, I'm gonna like have to apologize and I wish he would just give me another chance. Now I'm like, don't feel like I'm valued at all that I gotta like ask somebody to give me another chance. Mm -mm, God didn't even allow, listen here, thank you Lord for being God in my life because, um, I, the thought process of me going to somebody and asking them to forgive me for something that I didn't do, I was actually considering that. Okay, another side note. This is the podcast where I am transparent, it is not judgment zone. So, your whole little opinions that you may be having about 20 year old Tia, I need you to go ahead and stuff them away because that is not who I am today. Okay, let's go ahead and make that clear. But anyway back to my story. Um, so I did, I I had those thoughts of like, okay, he's mad. He's not talking to me anymore. Like I tried to reach back out and say, I'm sorry. He wouldn't even answer the phone and blah, blah, blah. So I didn't even have, so there were two relationships here that I, I had no closure with at all. And I took on the responsibility of it. I took that on. Um, and so my point of of sharing both of those and pouring um, my heart, because, yeah, we're in hearts now. If y'all, if y'all didn't know, we are there. I'm pouring my heart out. Yes, I am. Um, but my point in sharing my heart about some of the relational uh, situations that I went through that caused guilt and shame, I'm trying to give you a warning to be on guard because the enemy will use... Those relationships to plant those seeds in you, and those seeds will grow into weeds of insecurity that will take over everything. Everything, and that's what I did. I walked around so insecure and so broken, and just trying to use other things to cover those things up instead of getting to the root of it. Um, and I look back now. And I'm like, and I know I listen, I'm about to like say something and all y'all probably gonna be like, Hey man, but hear me, hear me. I am so glad that God said no for me on both of those relationships. I don't really know what's going on with the ex-fiance cause I don't, you know, yes, we have Facebook and Instagram these days, but I don't really know what's happening in that area and really don't need to cause I got my boo and my two kids. I'm good. Um, but the other one, I can't say too much because he's very well known and it's a mess going on with that. And I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And what I learned from that is God will, what you may think is, is there to destroy you or what you may think is something that you caused, it might actually be God protecting you. I say this all the time that people's rejection is God's protection. I, I stand on that right there because looking at both of, you know, I do know some of what the ex fiance does and, and I do know exactly what's going on with the other guy because it's, very you know, he's, he's a public figure, but it's like, I look at both of those, and they're great. They're great people. Just because, I mean, they are. They're they're great people. I guess I don't even know them now because I ain't even around them. So I'm assuming they're great people. But I look at what God has done in my life and where I am, and it is a testament that God is in control. And don't allow that when things go bad, hear me, hear me, I'm about to say something so good. When things go bad in your life, be on guard for the enemy to make you feel that you did something wrong or that, you know, be on guard if the enemy is trying to make you feel guilt and shame, because that is not God. That is not the way that God operates. If God needs to do a correction in your life, he's going to do it through love. And it will be something that you know is God because it won't make you feel beat up, you know? And when God does move, if he, if he moves you away from something, um, you're, you probably, you might be fussing you may not understand, but That voice that what did I do or how terrible am I or all that stuff, that is not God. Walk away, turn away from that voice and listen for the voice of God that says, I have chosen you, I have appointed you, I have something greater, you need to trust me. That's the voice that you need to turn to, not this other one that says, Look at what you've done, how horrible you are. Now you need to be embarrassed. I mean, literally, I there were times that I would read scriptures. I would read like the um, David, the Psalms, and those were times when he was in sorrow and he would say, like, you know, why why has thou forsaken me? And I feel guilt and shame and da. I would even read those scriptures, and the enemy would be like, Oh, that's you. See, let me tell you, he was really trying to get into my head. And that's what he does. He tries to use whatever he can, even if it has a little bit of truth in it. He just, he just tries to take that little bit of truth and he taints it. He twists it. Don't fall into that. Don't have that guilt and shame. If somebody walks out of your life, or if God removes you out of somebody's life, I need you to rejoice. Okay. Rejoice that that relationship did not work. Rejoice that God moved that thing aside. Um, now moving a little bit into, um, a a different part of relationships, um, it's friendships. Sometimes, um, you could even feel guilt and shame with friendships. And I've talked about this before. Uh, but one thing that I, I, I think I'm starting to realize is I don't, I don't enjoy relationships falling apart and relationships separating. And uh, even though I don't enjoy it, I've learned that it's necessary for growth. It's necessary for where God wants to take you. Um, But if you're not careful, even in friendships, guilt and shame can come upon you. And I'm not saying like listen, if you did something wrong, you need to apologize, but you don't need to feel guilty or shameful about it. You do need to repent if you done something wrong. That is biblical, that is character, that is what you are supposed to do. But are you supposed to walk around and beat yourself up for the rest of your life for a mistake that you made? Absolutely not. No sir, no ma'am. Because we all have made mistakes. But the the thing that I Used to and and I still and I got to be honest with you, it's still hard when um, relationships that you have invested in for years just disintegrates. It kind of moves apart. Um, there was so I I love mentoring people. It's it's something that I've never had. But it has never stopped me from being what I've always wanted. And so I love mentoring. It, is, it brings me joy. I love pouring into people. That's a big part of why I do the podcast is because this is, I know I have a gift of encouragement and I know that this is something that I love and I'm not getting paid for this or nothing like that, but it's still just something that I do. It's something that i want to do. And if I get an opportunity to do that with someone personally, I, I, I take it and I own it and I love it. And I want to see, uh, that person grow. And I'm I'm honest. I'm an honest mentor. Like if I feel like something is off or if I feel like something ain't right, I'm going to say it. That's just what I do. I had a um, a mentee uh, that I, uh, this person was actually under our worship ministry. We were worship pastors and, and this person was in the worship, on the worship team. Um, and she was young and, but she had such a great heart, just great heart, great heart for worship, great heart for people, just needed some steering and some guidance. So I took her under my wing and I mentored her for four, maybe, no, it's longer than that, about six years mentored her. And, And in that time, I mean, I would, it wasn't like we didn't meet every single week. Well, actually, no, we kind of did meet every single week. Um, But I gave her space and kind of let her like figure some things out. I'm always like checking in, how you doing, blah, 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 blah. We go out to eat. We did a lot. I mean, she became family. Um, And towards the end of of how this relationship took a turn um, was... She just kind of started falling off. And normally when a mentee of mine like starts slipping back or falling off or whatever, I normally feel this prompting to like, let me check in on you. Where you at? What you doing? You know, what's going on? You all right? You know, because I know how life is hard and sometimes you can feel just so bombarded that you don't even have it in you to call your mentor or your accountability partner and all of that. So I get that because that's me sometimes. Um, but I didn't feel a prompting to do it. Um, I kind of just felt like it was, It was. I don't know, I just didn't feel to do it. And I thought maybe this is the season where things are just going to change. It was very interesting. Um, and I mainly felt like Um, because we were still doing worship and stuff, I thought maybe she's just not interested in doing it anymore. So I kind of just, you know, let her go, whatever. Um, A boy came into the picture and she just kind of like started hanging out with him. And I get that. She's young. And I mean, hey, I was there. I just shared where I was. So y'all know I was there. Um, But the way that it, I found out that she had said something hurtful about me um and i you know instead of me just like doing that, he say, she say, I just go, I went straight to the source, you know, I went and I'm like, okay, this was brought to my attention. What's going on? And really, listen, I know sometimes people say stuff out of anger. They say stuff out of frustrations. They say stuff. And so I wasn't like, I was hoping she would be like, yes, I did say it because I was feeling blah, 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 blah. Then when I, we, we would have been like, okay, well, let's get to the heart of this. And why'd you feel that? But I was hoping that we could have a conversation. Well, she was like i can't believe you would even ask i didn't say it i know she did say it and it was just kind of like okay and so for me i'm thinking well i've mentored this girl for 6 years i'm not going to let this this stupid you know comment ruin a whole relationship like there's too much invested not just not me invested in her but just her invested she's blessed me i've blessed her like i yes she was a mentee but she had become family you know what i mean and so i'm thinking we're not going to you know whatever like even even when she denied it i was just going to be like well i'm letting it go let's we're it's all good let's have let's have dinner let's just you know talk and let's just i'm hoping we can just go back to normal she was not there for it broke my heart y'all broke my heart and that thing that you that got me years ago has start it started to come back that whole what it, did i do something wrong am i not a good mentor um you know maybe i shouldn't have asked her like all these And I, but then I had, because of what I had walked through in my past, I knew exactly that that's the enemy. And I know even now it's the enemy. And I got to admit that sometimes it's still hard to see her post and she's moving into a very important season of her life. And I want to be there, but it's like, she just decided to act like i don't even exist anymore in her life out of all those years that's hurtful and it's easy for the enemy to take that moment of vulnerability and that moment of hurt and that moment of pain to try to sprinkle guilt and shame in there but don't allow him to do it and i have to tell myself like god for whatever reason felt like she can't go any further in your life dear And it's not always easy when God makes that decision, but we got to learn to rejoice when he does that and not allow the guilt, those lies, you know, or shame or things that you've done. Yes. Okay. Maybe you could have handled a situation better. Maybe you could have said, I'm sorry. And you did not Maybe you skipped the opportunity to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus in that situation. And your flesh just was running amok. Okay. We all have done that, but don't allow guilt and shame to overtake you in that moment, because I believe that God's purpose and plan is so much bigger than what we can see. And we may not understand why that person, um, was removed. Why would God remove somebody that was so close, but we can't question God. We have to just trust God because God knows. I mean, I think about, I think about, um, you know when jesus knew that his time was coming up he said i have to leave but god is going to send someone who is going to speak on the father's behalf someone who's greater than me the truth the spirit of truth it was the holy spirit god i mean jesus had to leave and and you know in my mind i'm like well could you know Jesus and the Holy Spirit could have just stayed here together? But God's purpose was bigger. Why? Because Jesus had an assignment. <laughs> he had to. He had to conquer death so that we could live. So what God original's what his original plan was greater than what we could. Understand, We didn't understand why Jesus had to leave the earth and why he had to suffer and why they had to crucify him. But now, but now we look at it and we say, oh, thank you, Jesus, for the sacrifice. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul so that I can live, so that I can be victorious. And so we have to trust that when God removes people from our life that may be close to us, when God says this relationship is over, when God says, yeah, I know you had your wedding dress and I know that you were ready to marry the This man but he's not the one boo because in 20 years this is he's gonna do this or this may happen and that ain't for you that ain't what I have for you you have to believe that God's purpose and God's plan is so much bigger than what you can see and not allow the guilt and the shame because what that guilt and that shame is gonna do is it's gonna clog your vision it's gonna make you look more at you the enemy's gonna say look at your mistakes look at how flawed you are look at what you didn't do look at what you could have done, look at what you missed out on, all that other stuff and you are yeah, you're going to miss out, you're going to miss out on what God is good with what God is doing. You're going to miss out on the plan that God has for your life. You're going to miss out on the miracle that God saved you from. And I and I truly believe that I was, well, not believe I was stuck in that trap of guilt and shame and so I wanna encourage you as we move into our encouragement. And I already feel like I've been encouraging y'all, but I wanna encourage you to be on guard. And I don't know why, you know, I I sat down to record this podcast three times, y'all, three times. And there was technical difficulties every single time. Um, But as I was laying on the bed about to have my Sunday nap, you know, I felt like I need to get up, get up, do the podcast. And I kept hearing guilt, guilt, guilt. And I knew that for my next uh, podcast, part two, guilt, part two, I know that I'm going to share a very personal uh, testimony of guilt that has, you know, it, it wrecked havoc in my life and it may cause some of y'all to feel very uncomfortable about my testimony, but Hey, listen here, I'm not embarrassed about my testimony. It's my testimony and it is not to glorify me and to say, look at where I am now. Look at me, look at me It's to say, look at how God can use someone so messed up like me. It is to give God glory. But I really felt strong, like we need to have this discussion because if, you know, if I walked through it, then there has to be other people that have walked through so much Guilt, even even from the smallest mistake to a big mistake, it doesn't matter how big or small it is, it's a seed that is planted in you, and it will show its ugly face in so many different areas of your life. And if you are aware of how the enemy uses that, how he gets in, he gets in through your mistakes. But you know what? I heard a message from Stephen Frederick that blessed my life, and he talked about how God uses the good and the bad, that God will use the victories and the mistakes. And that blessed me because what that says is it ain't about me and I ain't got no control over this thing. God is in control. He knows what I'm about to do. He knows the decisions that I'm going to make and he's going to use my flaws. So the, the the lovely thing about how God uses my flaws is I make a mistake and he says, Tia, be transparent. And I say, why? <laughs> and he says, because because I have somebody out there who is feeling guilty, who is feeling shameful, and they think that I can't use them because of the mistake that they made. But once they hear what you've been through, once they hear how you overcame, once they hear how you walked through guilt and the mistakes that you made and the dumb things that you done, and I still used you and I'm still using you and I'm still transforming you, that is how I'm getting the glory. And that's the beautiful part of my story is because God's love still reached me in the most stupidest things that I've done and in, in the most shameful places that I've been God says no I've called you beautiful I've called you wonderfully made I've called you righteous I want you to rise up I want you to be who I've called you to be you are not the things that you've done you are who I've called you to be because of the blood that Jesus that flows through you and that people is how we can walk in, victor- in victory and we can be victorious over the guilt and the shame that tries to come on us. Yes, it will try to come upon you. Yes, you're going to feel like, I can't believe I did that. Yes, you're going to feel like, what was I thinking? And in, and in relationships, I know I'm not the only person that felt like I'm not good enough or what did I do wrong or Will I ever get married or anything like that? But I am here to tell you those not, and this ain't, this ain't trying to like throw shade on anybody. Okay. But, and it's not saying that I'm better and they weren't or anything like that. But the way that God has ordained my life to work, God said, no, that person don't fit in it. And that's the same for you. The way that God has crafted your life, the story that he is writing in your book, that character ain't meant to be in the book. That's it. And you just going to have to be okay with it. You know, like you got to trust that he is the author of your life. He is, he is the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He is in it all through it all. And he is over all. And you have to trust that when he says, okay, that's it. And, and, Maybe you chose that person to come in your life and he's like, well, I didn't even say he needed to be there in the first place, so let's go ahead and remove him. You have to trust that and not allow the guilt and the shame to overtake you, to um make you feel less than who God has called you to be don't allow it to discourage you don't allow it to make you feel insecure don't allow it to stop you from loving again oh i feel that for somebody i feel that for somebody because i know the pain the hurt listen I mean, I'm, I'm like going back to that moment when my heart broke. It was on Valentine's Day, y'all, that my fiance decided to tell me that he didn't want to be with me anymore. And I had to sing at a Valentine's Day event about love and I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken. He was supposed to be there with me that night and he decided that I'm not going. I don't want to be with you. I'm going to go down and hang with so-and-so. And I had to get up on that stage and I had to sing about love that in up in a broken place. And of course, in my mind, you know, I'm like it's over. My life is over. I'm never going to love again. No one's ever going to want to love me if he doesn't love me. You know, we get it. We get in that place and it's not even something to joke about because it's real. Like you sometimes feel like your heart is just stolen out of your chest and it's painful. Breakups, breakups are painful. And sometimes when you can't, when when it wasn't something, you know, uh, cheating or anything like that, because when it is something with like cheating and all that it's easy to like place blame well well not no hold on because even if somebody does cheat sometimes we can even say to ourselves well if i hadn't have done that then maybe he wouldn't have cheated or if i would have done this or if i would have been smaller if i would have been skinnier if i would have been taller if i would have been richer if i would have been i've had those thoughts i yes me i have had those thoughts because like one of the things that i thought my ex fiance one of the reasons why i thought he didn't want to be with me anymore was because i had student loans from college and he used to talk so much about how he wanted you know debts and this and that and that and this And I really still to this day, probably believe that played a big part um, in why he didn't want to choose me. So even that, even that was like always in my mind, like who would ever want to marry me because I have these daggone student loans. I shouldn't even went to college. What was the point of going to college? And like all these thoughts. And it's just a trap. It's a trap of the enemy that I want to just go ahead and put out there it's a trap, y'all, and don't get into it. I know that breakup and heartbreak and um, separation in a relationship. I know all that is painful. I know it all hurts. I know that it doesn't make sense. I know you're trying to rationalize the why, and and maybe you're closing your heart up, and maybe you feel like, well, if it didn't work then, and then it's not gonna, it's not gonna work anywhere else. No. No, 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 no. Don't buy into the lie of the enemy. That is not true. That's not true. God has something greater. God has something better. Does that mean that person is is less than than you? Absolutely not. They just have what's good for them and God has what's good for you. And you have to believe that and not allow the guilt and the shame and the things that you could have done, the things that you should have done, the things that you should have said, the way that you should have act, the way that you should have looked, the, all that stuff. Don't, don't don't allow that to control you. And if someone has cheated on you or, I mean, because the reality is with my ex-fiance, I found out that he was actually emailing another chick, you know, and then it's like, you feel stupid. The shame of that can really just take you over and make you just want to go into a little hole and, and, you know, you think that everybody is now laughing at you or everybody that even if they are, Who cares? Because what God has for you is for you and it's perfect for you. It's his promises It's what he has for your life, which is greater than what anybody else could ever give you. And you have to trust that. I feel that encouragement for someone today. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Y'all, I hope this was good. I was not planning on talking about this. I just, I heard guilt in my spirit. I heard relationship. I heard just talk about it, you know, and I did not plan it out uh, and I hope it came out right. I hope you got my point. (laughs) I ran, like I said, I ran the share hearts encouragement all in together, um, But I hope that you hear my heart and I hope that my transparency and just the things that I went through, you know, these guys are still alive and well, and they may actually hear this podcast and I didn't say their names. So, you know, I'm not trying to be shady and I'm not trying to be messy or anything like that, but it's my story. It's my story. And I love saying it. It's my story and it's here to give God glory. And I want... Um, I want you all to know that you are not alone. And I know that people go through relationship hurt. And even like I said, with the, with the minty, that's still pretty fresh, you know? And like I said before, it's still, it's still kind of hard to watch her have all these big life moments and I'm not even invited to the party, um, and, and there's another, there's another mentee that's, that, um, I moved, um, uh, in the state that I'm in now and I was her mentee before. And, you know, we still, we still say hi and stuff like that, but because of the, because of the relationship of the mentee that just hurt me, it's like, I'm noticing that there's like this, this I don't know, this thing that's still like lingering there and I'm, I'm giving it to God y'all. I can't fix myself. You know what I mean? Like I can't fix the things that I'm feeling, but I can recognize that they're there and say, Holy spirit, this area right here is still hurting I still feel broken in in this area and I want to give this to you. I, I don't want to cover it up. I can't, he can't get to anything that I try to cover or I try to control. If I try to fix it, then he just sitting there like, well, I'll just wait till you're done. I, I don't want to do that. I just want to say, hey, I, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I have. It's, it's not pretty. It's hurtful. It's painful. Is broken, but I know that you can fix it. I know that you could take all my little pieces and you can put them back together. I know that you can help me um, come to peace. It may not always make sense. I may not always understand it, but I know that you will give me peace about why you're doing what you're doing. Even if you're not telling me the why, I'll have a peace about what you're doing. And I pray that over you today that as you Navigate through your life and as you come to circumstances and relationships and whatever that may bring on guilt and shame, that you will have the strength to recognize it and turn away from it, turn towards God and allow the Holy Spirit to give you a piece about why He did what He did. And I do believe it's Him. I do I know this, this may not ring true for you, but for me, I believe that it's him moving it. It's him moving it out the way. It may not make sense at all. I get that, but I don't know about y'all, but in my life, it's like, when does God ever make sense? Like, it really don't make sense. I mean, there's so many times in the Bible that things don't make sense. But I believe that if we just insert God in everything, give him the glory for everything, even the things that don't, you know, don't, Makes sense to us. We got to know that he's working it all for our good. I feel like I say that almost like every single podcast, but I think it's important for us to remember he's working it all for our good. He's working it all for our good. Amen. All right. We're going to go into declarations and I'm going to declare Um, I'm, I don't know if I should like just say it. You know what? No, I'm going to say it and I want you to repeat it over yourself. That's what we're going to do. And if it feels weird, then I'll change it up next week. But for this week, this is what we're going to do. All right. So I want you to say this over yourself. I declare that I will not let my past determine my future. I declare all that God has for me will come to pass that everything I went through was and is for my good. Every storm and test, every relationship, good and bad, was meant to prepare me for what's ahead. And I will be victorious because of the preparation that I had to complete. God, I thank you for your promises and for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, guys. Well, I want to thank you for listening to the Shed podcast this week. Thank you for bearing with me for not having a complete um uh, blueprint of what I was going to talk about today. And listen, come back for part two. It is, it is my testimony. It truly is. It's, it's about, uh, it's about dealing with the guilt of abortion. And I'm going to talk about what I walked through and it's going to be very, um, I don't know. I'm like, just pray for me as I share, because it's a very touchy, touchy, touchy topic and it's so uh, deeply embedded in the creation of who God made me and the mistakes that I made and the season of my life that was hard and and the guilt and shame that was so heavy upon my life but I feel like it's time for me to share it Um, so come back and listen to part two uh, when it airs and I thank you for being a part of the podcast this week have a great week